welcome to our wrestling podcast, the OWP. This is... <laughs> oh, I love it. Cuz. With cuz. With cuz. Big Papa cuz. Why? Joe, Jess, Dave, and Craig are all off this week. And thank God that they are. Thank God. Finally. Yeah, just making my day. It is <clears throat> Wednesday, April 6th. It is 4.36 a.m. In the, uh, the you know, the a.m. The sun has not risen yet here in uh, uh, California. Uh, I would rather be in the state where my co-hosts went. They, those lucky bastards, went to Dallas for Russell. Mania, the most stupendous two-day event in the history of professional wrestling. I don't care, Vince. Professional wrestling. That's right. Sports entertainment. And I, by myself, am going to present to you the most stupendous review for WrestleMania 38. As always, as Dave would say, you can find us on all major streaming platforms, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and of course, on the shittiest platform of them all, YouTube, because they can't seem to leave us the fuck alone. I don't understand how other channels, other channels... They'll have, you know, thousands of subscribers, maybe like 2,000, 3,000. They can show whatever WWE clip they want without getting a copyright strike, without getting their video taken down. Our videos, for whatever, we just can't do it. Luckily, though, for this review, I do have clips that the boys sent me from Dallas. Live footage, you know, live video. Uh, there's a couple pictures from the Access. There's a video from WWE Access. Um, so, and I know we've uploaded... The videos when we went to go watch SummerSlam, Jess and I, uh, last year in um, from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, Raider Stadium, we were able to upload those without any problems. So, thankfully today, uh, you know the YouTube, uh, the the Third Reich over there at YouTube, they won't hinder uh, this review, and we are going to get underway. WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous two-day event in the history of sports entertainment, live events, professional wrestling, took place on April 2nd through April 3rd, 2022, from Arlington, Texas, one of the great states of this country, from AT&T Stadium. Night one's attendance, as was announced by WWE, 77,899 peoples were in attendance, and on night two, 78,453 combined at a pretty impressive, um, pretty impressive number that AEW can't do or, you know, other promotions. 156,352, you know, up in the air, give or take, uh, you know, thousand here or there, whatever. The most stupendous tonight event in WrestleMania history took place. Okay. It took place earlier in the day. You did have NXT stand and deliver. Uh, which was actually, I, you know, I, <laughs> it's funny. I, I'm an idiot. <clears throat> when I, when they said it was going to be on at one o'clock, I, I was thinking to myself like, oh yeah, one o'clock. I had to do a community yard sale that day. Little did I realize it was 10 a.m. is when it was, when, you know, when, when it was on already, when it was already airing, uh, here in California. So 
Um, you know, I didn't get to catch the whole thing. I wanted to do a quick rundown of it, but you know, I, I didn't get to watch all of it. I did watch Dolph versus Braun Breaker, which is a great match. Um, uh, the women's match was also awesome on that one. So those are the only two matches I got to see. Um, that for stand and deliver. Um, so, so you know, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again. You know, we're, we don't usually do NXT takeover reviews anyways, which I think we should. Um, so especially from the black and gold brand, and you know, so we can cry to ourselves about how great it was uh, back then. But yeah, so. That that was newsworthy as far as um as far as uh before WrestleMania gets underway, uh, Dolph Ziggler retained that night, which he then drops back to Braun Breaker on the uh, Raw after WrestleMania, most stupendous Raw in the history of Raw after WrestleManias. Um, so we were live WrestleMania thirty eight, AT T Stadium, Dallas, Texas. All right, on screen personnel for Saturday night. Here we go. English commentators, Michael Cole, Pat McAfee, Jimmy Smith, Corey Graves, Byron Saxon. Spanish commentators, you got Marcelo Rodriguez, Jerry Soto. <clears throat> Ring announcers, Mike Rome, Samantha Irvin. Mike Rome is raw. Samantha Irvin is from SmackDown. All right. Referees for that night, Danilo and Fibio, Jessica Carr, Daphne LaShawn, who, you know, made, made history herself uh, by being the first ever African female referee to host, or sorry, sorry, to ref at WrestleMania. Awesome. Congratulations, Daphne. Uh, another referee, Eddie Arango, Charles Robinson, of course, the uh, little Nate, and Ryan Tran and Rob Zapata. You had your interviewers for the evening, Maria Menunos and Jackie Redmond. And the pre-show panel consisted of Caleb Braxton, Kevin Patrick, Peter Rosenberg, Booker T, JBL, Jerry Lawler, and Akbar Gabaha Biamira. I don't remember him being on there, or if that's a girl. I don't remember. Um, for Sunday... Uh, basically all the same names. Uh, looks like it was all the same names. It looks like they had a few different referees that weren't there the first night. So Jason Ayers and Sean Minnett were two additionals, as well as Chad Patton. And interviewers stayed the same. Pre-show stayed the same. You got Booker T. Yeah, bloodshot eyes. <clears throat> so anyways, we'll get underway. I'm going to try to go through this, you know, not quick, but, you know, I'm going to go through each match, give it the grade. And then I'm going to keep moving on and, uh, you know, hopefully you can get this wrapped up. This was supposed to be out yesterday. Yeah, had a little, uh, you know, questionable Mexican food yesterday that prevented me from actually doing this. Uh, I was supposed to release it yesterday. I wasn't sure if I was even going to do a WrestleMania review. I don't know if I was going to release the episode that we had already had ready or if I was actually going to be able to have the time to do a WrestleMania review. Yesterday I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then I had some Mexican food. Uh, I'm not going to name the restaurant. don't want to point any fingers. I don't want to put any blame. Uh, and then I started not feeling too well. So... Couldn't do it last night. I'm doing it this morning. Like I said, it's 4.36 in the morning when I started recording this. It's 4.42 right now. So we're going to get underway. I got my rock star. My caffeine. I might as well call this a cup of energy in the morning. Because that's what we're doing here. I am not sponsored by Rockstar. OWP is not sponsored by Rockstar. We are no way affiliated with Rockstar. I have a lot of caffeine in me. It's great. Good stuff. All right. So let's get underway. Match one. On night one. The Usos. We start off with the Usos versus Jimmy Uso. <laughs> the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Bugs. Now this match was very it was very unfortunate. If you believe the uh, the you know the the dirt sheets and everything, this match was actually supposed to be nine you know, ten minutes longer. But because of what happened with Rick Boogs, now I was not sure of what happened. 
I, I, I wasn't sure at first just because the way it, uh, the injury happened. So as for those of you that didn't watch it or, you know, or if you're going to go back and watch it, um, basically what happened was the match was underway. You know, it had already been going on for a few minutes. I, I want to say for about three or four minutes already. And Boogs lifted Jimmy and then Jay came and jumped on top of him. So he was going to do the, you know, the, I got two people in the fireman's carry position. I'm going to, you know, Samoan drop them or whatever he was going to do. So what happened was, which is very unfortunate, he had both of them on his shoulders and he was in the squat position and he was standing. He was, you know, extending, going back up to standing up in the uh, upright position. And when he did that, you saw like his knee buckle and it almost looked like, like when we first saw it, it looked like it was kayfabe, like, 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 like the way it happened. It almost looked like when someone is, you know, like in pro wrestling, when you see them, you know, go to fake an injury, um, you know, for storyline purposes or whatever it may be. It it didn't look serious at first, but then I started realizing I'm like, okay, they're not showing him, and he's outside the ring, and they're not going back to him. because obviously if it was kayfabe injury. They'd go back, they would show him on camera, they would, uh, you know, kind of just they would just play it up, right? They would just play it up like that. Sorry, let me adjust my volume here. They would just play it up in that sense where, like, they would keep showing him, like, oh, Boogs is hurt. Oh, man, Boogs. Boogs. He looks like his knee gave out or something. Or I don't know why I'm doing Jim Ross. He's not there. But, um, but yeah, so I, I wasn't sure at first. And then once I realized that they weren't showing him on camera anymore at all, and then Jess even sent me a text. He said, yeah, it looks like he legit got hurt here at the arena, you know, from their perspective at the arena. So very unfortunate. Cut the match short. Six minutes and 55 seconds. You know what? For for what it was, it was good. I just can't imagine how much better it would have been with those extra 10 minutes because I'm sure they were going to do a bunch of crazy shit. You know, I'm sure the pace was going to start getting faster and faster. They're going to start going back and forth. Very unfortunate for Boogs. Uh, I am a fan of Boogs. I, I do like the pairing of him and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Boogs is the epitome of a pro wrestler. I mean, he's got the size. He's got the look. He's got the charisma. You know, he's... He's decent in the ring. I mean, can't complain about what he does in the ring. He's a big power guy. So, you know, he just manhandles people. And for, you know, what he is supposed to be as, you know, a pro wrestler and using his size, he does well. So it's unfortunate. But, man, strap the rocket to that guy. You know, get him more in, in ring training. Not, and like I said, I'm not saying he's bad. But, you know, get him sharpened. Get his skills sharpened. I mean, he's got the mic skills. He's got the charisma. He's got all that. This guy, this guy's going to be your star. Like Vince, how do you not like you know? And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying Vince is, is shitting on him. We we haven't had that opportunity yet to see what happens when Vince is like, all right, yeah, Boots is my guy. Let's go. Um, I hope you know. I really hope he gets that chance. It's like why why not? You know, like the guy. Um, so I give the match a B. Very unfortunate, but it was still enjoyable for what it was. For how short it was, it was still enjoyable. And now the next match. The next match here, we got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss ringside. Uh, this was a just just a normal match here, and um, Drew McIntyre won. It, actually, enjoyable as well. I, I I don't think I'd give it a, a a B. I think I'll give it a B minus. I enjoyed it. I like Corbin. I like Drew. I hate the gimmicks though when the wrestler wears. You know, normal attire, like, you know, uh, uh, slacks and, and a button-up shirt or whatever have you. You know, like IRS, Big Boss Man, just full, like, non-wrestling gear. I hate when when wrestlers have those characters where they have to, you know, portray themselves like that. It's like, why can't you just be, like, why can't that just be your entrance attire? And then, you know, you wear actual wrestling attire when you get in the ring. But all in all, you know, another enjoyable match. These two work hard. I'll give it a B-. Um, 
And we actually do have uh, some footage here that I'm going to play for you from the arena. So I'm just going to, that's how we're going to do the footage. You know, it's not going to be the typical where like I'm talking, you know, someone's talking and then it goes to, uh, you know, it goes to a clip and then comes back. We're just going to watch it together, you know, which some of these clips I haven't seen for myself. Um, I just see what they're titled. So we're going to go with it and we're going to see. And here, here's Drew. uh, Here's Drew McIntyre winning his uh, match here, if you will. Nice footage. I like it. <laughs> oh, man. That crowd. How do you say, like, and, like Drew, is, is, Drew is over. I love Drew. Drew's awesome. And uh, hold on, let me get this. Uh, there we go. WrestleMania 38 stage, courtesy of Dave. This is the screen, one of the pictures that Dave sent. But, yeah. So, Drew McIntyre with the win, uh, you know, hits the... Uh, uh, the Claymore hits the Claymore and defeats Happy Corbin. And hopefully this ends their feud. And um, from, you know, what it sounds like, Drew might be going up up against Roman. Um, I don't think he's going to be the guy to beat Roman, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. I give the match a B minus. Um, once again, you know, it was a good match. You know, it did what it, it had to do. It served its purpose. I thought it was good. I thought it was very enjoyable. I thought everything to, um, on both cards were enjoyable, but, you know, don't get ahead of myself. Let's just uh, let's go down in the order, and um, the next match we had another. This match was good. Now this match was awesome. The Miz and Logan Paul defeated Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Eleven minutes, fifteen seconds. These guys were given enough time, considering you know you had Logan Paul in there. Didn't want to overstay his welcome, but man, how impressive was Logan Paul? Logan Paul was so good in there. When he did the three amigos and he did the 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 Eddie Girl Frog Splash, man, that was awesome. I thought he did great. I want to see more of him in WWE. I want to see him, you know, I want I want to see how far he can go. I think he would be a great heel and that's the thing. So, after the match as as you guys saw that watched it, the Miz, you know, him and Logan Paul celebrating, Miz holding up his hand and then Miz slowly, you know, like the Miz does Miz with the slow turn, looking at Logan Paul as Logan Paul is facing the crowd and, you know, absorbing the uh, the reaction and, and, you know, the moment that he's having here. The Miz slowly turns at him, looks at him with this sinister look, gets behind him, skull-crushing scroll, scroll finale. So, obviously, they're going to have a program now. And the thing is with WWE, and I know, like, how I, they know who Logan Paul is. So, how could you even think Logan Paul should be the face in here? The, the, people are going to boom. Now, he might actually get cheers because... I think after that performance at WrestleMania for Logan Paul, <clears throat> I think whether you hated him or you liked him or whatever, you sure as hell respected him, what he did in that ring. He transitioned so good to professional wrestling, natural. I think he should stay. I think he should, you know, I think he should consider doing it. Um, you know, maybe like a special attraction like a Brock, you know, don't wrestle all the time, but, you know, show up when when needed and, you know, at least do the major four pay-per-views every year. Um, you know, and people will say, oh, yeah. That should have been for someone else. Yeah, yeah, it should have been. But guess what? Guess who that's good for? Miz, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. It serves its purpose. When they have these celebrities, and that's the thing when, like, because people just don't understand pro wrestling. They don't understand pro wrestling or sports entertainment. WWE is sports entertainment, just like AEW. Um, But, you know, what happens inside the ring is professional wrestling. When you have a Logan Paul, when you have a Pat McAfee, when you have a Bad Bunny, all that, you know, it, it's good for them, of course, the celebrities, each of the celebrities. Yeah, you might be annoyed that there's a celebrity wrestling on WrestleMania, and, and you're right. 
that <clears throat> that could be utilized for someone else, for a professional wrestler who works at WWE full-time. That could be their WrestleMania moment. But with the wrestlers involved with those celebrities, it's just big for them. It just raises their stock. How many people that leaves WWE when they go, whether they shit and trash on WWE, just like the fans that are like, oh, such and such would be better in another organization than when WWE cuts them. They're like, what stupid WWE? But what, what is, and when those wrestlers go on podcasts and interviews and they trash WWE, what do they always do though? What do they always do when they make appearances somewhere? Former WWE superstar. WWE superstar. Why? Because WWE, as soon as you're a wrestler that you go into the WWE, regardless, if you're there for a year, a couple years, your stock is already up. Your price, your worth is already that much higher when you go back to the independence because you get to have that right next to your name. Former WWE superstar. Even more so when these guys are wrestling um, with celebrities or having moments, WrestleMania moments. It, it, all it does, it bumps up Dominic and Ray and, and, and uh, the Miz's stock, um, puts more eyes on them from, you know, entertainment, Hollywood, you know, uh, uh, Will Smith, someone, you know, I'm not going to go with those jokes. Just, they're already outplayed. They're already dead. They're already dead. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so th- this was excellent. Um, I actually give this match an A minus because it was really enjoyable. I love the end sequence too, um, where uh, Ray and uh, Dominic do a frog splash to Logan Paul. And then Miz body slams Ray Mysterio on top of Dominic as he's pinning Logan Paul and then gets him in the skull crushing finale. I thought it was a great match. Um, yeah, A. A minus, I think is what I said. I hope that's what I said. Well, I'm giving it an A minus regardless. So now, man, it it was almost like the first three matches, all of them were the openers for WrestleMania because the next match, my God, they were given perfect amount of timing for this. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Amazing. This, one of my favorite matches between the two, like of, of the whole night or the whole two night stupe- most stupendous event in WrestleMania history. This was one of my favorite matches. Very, very good match. Very good match. A lot of believable false finishes. Uh, I love Becky's entrance. I love the way her makeup, everything, the way she looked. Uh, kind of reminded me of like that chick from Blade Runner, the one with the short hair, the you know the robot girl. Like the way that her makeup was done. I saw another comparison of another character from a movie or a cartoon or something that people were comparing Becky to, but. Yeah, I like the get up. Everything. Her facial expressions were better this uh, this time around. I felt like before, in some of her matches, she just kind of like overacts her her facial expressions. But in this one, I felt like they were a lot better. I felt like they were really good and believable. Uh, Bianca, of course, she's she's a you know she's a great athlete, excellent in the ring. She's really good. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of hers. I'm a huge fan of her work. I'm a huge fan of her like in ring performance. But you know, I just I don't you know. It just doesn't for me, doesn't do it for me, the the whole, the, you know, the, the character itself. I do like the EST stuff that she, you know, her, 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 uh, her moniker, her, her quotes and everything or her promos. Um, and I do think it's clever with the hair, uh, the way she incorporates that. Um, but you know, it just, just doesn't do it for me. I still like her. You know, I think she's great and I think she deserved this, um, Great storytelling because people always like to say WWE doesn't do great storytelling. This is a long, you know, long-term storytelling since last year's SummerSlam, which we saw live. Me and Jess were there live. We saw when Be- Becky came back. We saw, you know, we experienced when Becky beat uh, Bianca and I think it was 12 seconds or so. And that cultivated to what we saw at WrestleMania 38 Saturday, the most stupendous event in WrestleMania history. Great match. I, I I got A plus. I got to give it an A plus. I'm giving it an A plus because I think it deserved it. I think both women worked really hard. Um, 
and it was an enjoyable match. I had people over for WrestleMania, of course. So, you know, everyone that was watching, whether they're a hardcore wrestling fan or not, everyone enjoyed it. Everyone was clapping. We we all loved it. We all bought into it, you know, uh, the false finishes and everything. It was a really good match. And yeah, we enjoyed it. So uh, let's let's get some uh, action from that. Introducing the challenger from Knoxville, Tennessee, Bianca. All right. So it looks like we just got the entrances here. Which is fine. That's fine. Gotta turn that bad boy down. Blow my eardrums out here. Hopefully it's not that loud for you guys, but I'll adjust the volume, of course. Big time Bexy! They got some good seats. But yeah, man. So great match. Eight plus. That's what it gets. A plus, like I said, can't say enough about it. Go back and watch this match. Go back and watch the whole card. Um, because, you know, the whole card was great. And now we approach the moment. The moment that fans have been waiting for. The return of the prodigal son, God Rouse. Now, of course, of course, because all the dirt sheets this is what they do. They create rumors. And then they create safeguards. They put little safety nets just in case their bullshit rumors don't come true. So I thought it was, the, the Cody Rhodes story is just, it, it amazes me. And this should show anyone who actually buys stock into anything that the dirt sheets have to say. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there because I don't have anyone here trying to <laughs> settle down, settle down. Oh, cause stop. I want you to know what you're talking about. You know what? Fuck all you guys. This is my show today. This is the cuz show this is my show right now. Today, this is my show. And I'm going to say whatever the hell I want. You know, I'll, I'll keep it in the time constraints. You know, the time constraints, uh, you know, I'll make sure to manage that properly here. Won't go on too long of a rant. This is how the, this is how the Cody Rhodes story broke. This is a timeline. It's going to be a quick timeline. And I, I hope, I hope for those of you that buy any stock in any of the pro wrestling dirt sheets, please unsubscribe, delete, whatever. This is how it goes. Cody Rhodes no longer working with a contract. Cody Rhodes expected to re-sign with AEW. Cody Rhodes gonna could possibly be leaving AEW for WWE. Cody Rhodes is not in WWE no more. Or sorry, not no longer with AEW. His contract is ended. Cody Rhodes to sign with WWE. Cody Rhodes might be coming back to AEW. Cody Rhodes is close to signing a deal with WWE. Cody Rhodes is going to be head of Ring of Honor. Cody Rhodes is pushing to be head of Ring of Honor. Cody Rhodes is expected to be at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes is not expected to be at WrestleMania, according to sources close to him. Cody Rhodes may have signed a deal already with WWE. Cody Rhodes could be going back to AEW. Cody Rhodes signed a deal, uh, deal with WWE 10 to 14 days ago. Cody Rhodes may be backing out of WrestleMania 38, according to sources close to him. That has been the whole... Co- the dirt sheets are full of shit. Now, obviously, the only true... Story of that was that Cody Rhodes signed with WWE because we saw what happened. Did we not see what happened? I thought I th- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we saw what happened. Cody Rhodes returned. The whole storyline behind this was Seth Rollins every week trying to get onto WrestleMania, trying to find a way as, of how he could be a part of WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous event in WrestleMania history. He was trying to figure out how he can get on the show by having matches with Kevin Owens, saying, "Ah, oh, if I win, I'll have Stone Cold on my show." Kevin Owens beat him. 
Then he wanted to fight AJ Styles. If he was to beat AJ Styles, he would be the one fighting Edge, not AJ. That didn't go to the plan. Vince has a meeting with him. He says, I'll come into my office. Yeah. 9 a.m. Monday morning. Seth Rollins shows up. He's like, oh, what is it? You're here to fire me, blah, blah, blah. And Vince is like, no, if you wanted to be on WrestleMania, you should have just asked me. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to give you an opponent, but an opponent of my choosing, and it'll be a main event worthy. So that's already foreshadowing what, what plans they have for Cody Rhodes right there. He said main event worthy. Main event. So Cody Rhodes is definitely is definitely going to have his time to shine in WWE, and that's the thing, too. I love how everyone... How everyone thought it was going to be Stardust, which is another, you know, big hypocrites, uh, hypocrisy coming from the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community. Remember? Red Stardust, what is this crap? Oh, Cody Rhodes deserves better than that. And then when the rumors are going around that Cody Rhodes is coming back, he should come back as Stardust. <laughs> so, if you, you know, you heard the rumors or you heard the interviews with Cody Rhodes, if you did, if you didn't, Cody Rhodes said one of the one of the first things that he told Vince when he had the meeting, I don't want any mention ever. Of Stardust ever again. And then I love how he does a Stardust cartwheel in the fucking match. Fucking great. The, man, the pop, and they played it so good. So good. You had all these geeks out there that were waiting, anticipating. Seth Rollins made his entrance, as shown here. Great entrance, by the way. Let's enjoy this. I, I like this. I thought this was cool. I thought this was really, really cool. Let's see, I don't know. I don't know how much of uh, Seth Rollins' entrance he actually got. I think this is from Jess right here. There we go. All right, cool. That's what I wanted to see. Great. Good stuff right there, huh? Now, the only thing that I will say is unfortunate is that uh, they didn't get the the, the buildup on this on this uh, Cody's entrance. They only got after he had started coming up. Um, I did watch this. What an awesome, awesome entrance, by the way. That pop. When the lights went out, I was thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be The Undertaker. But then I was like, oh, if it's Bray Wyatt, though. But... To everyone's non-surprise, but still, excitement. It was Cody Rhodes. And the way he was presented. Yeah. So, awesome stuff. Um, Cody Rhodes, and then him and Seth Rollins proceeded to tear the house down what a great match that was uh a scary moment well not scary but a pretty brutal moment i thought was the um uh the spot where seth rollins power bombs him into the barricade man that was a that was a rough spot but man what what a match man this was uh a plus a plus. I, I I just had. To, I was about to go off and say if Dave Meltzer doesn't give any like at, at least this match or, or Bianca and Becky a five star, uh, that should also sh- give uh, give you further reason to discredit and uh, not no longer have any uh, trust or stock into any of the uh, wrestling dirt sheets. 
Uh, great match. A plus. I give it an A plus. Uh, it was great. The way they presented Cody Rhodes, they're treating him with respect. They're treating him the way that he wants to be treated. And he looks like it looks like he's going to accomplish the goals and uh, dreams that he wants to accomplish in WWE on this, you know, on this current run. Can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. Uh, they they followed up, I thought, really well on the uh, on the Monday Night Raw after the most stupendous event in WrestleMania history. They uh, uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, he came out and cut a great promo, and, and you can tell now this time it's different. And looks like the the you know one of the few, few times that the rumors were true that maybe Cody is going to have more creative freedom. Uh, this run, and it seems like that's how they're going to treat him. You know, he already told Vince, no more Stardust. Uh, he doesn't want any of that ever again. Uh, Vince himself said, hey, you did it, kid. You went out. You made a name for yourself. You did it. You did what you said you were going to do. So, you know, good. Good for Cody. Good for Cody. Glad to have him back. All righty. Let's keep on moving down because, woo, man. Another match that I thought was really good, but for some reason, some people didn't think it was that good. I thought it was. I thought this match was good. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I thought it was a good match. And um, it was hard hitting. It was a little more, it was, you know, it was cl- if you compare it to Be- uh, Bianca and Becky, uh, th- this match had some some rough spots, some clunkiness, but overall, I thought it was really good. Um, I don't care what anyone says. Ronda Rousey is a good professional wrestler. Uh, she has shown that she can, she can hang with the best of the women's division in the ring. Uh, you know, her promos leave a lot to be desired. Of course, uh, her promos aren't the best. Uh, I think if you let her be the bad bitch, the heel, instead of trying to push her as a face, I think it would be even better. I think that would just totally, totally, uh, you know, allow her to kind of find herself more in her role. And I think her promos would be a lot better. I, I guess stick her with someone, give her a mouthpiece. Um, you know, maybe a Paul Heyman, (laughs) Um, even though he's kind of more associated just with anyone that's involved in the bloodline, you know, the, you know, the Samoan dynasty. Uh, I still think it would be cool to have her in there, but you know, either way, I thought this was a a really good match. I'm going to give this one a solid B because of some of the clunkiness, but man, it was hard hitting. Like you could see the, the, the red on Rhonda's chest. Like it looked like she may have even got cut a little bit from some of those chops, but yeah, this was like a hard hitting match. That's I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match. It's just, you know, there were some clunky spots there. But other than that, it was good. And you got to think about it. The fans at this point were exhausted. They had to have been. They they had to have been exhausted. You had, you know, what happened, you know, the beginning match, the gym, the Usos versus Shinsuke and Rick Boos, which didn't go on the long. Then it started building up a little bit more. You got Drew and uh, ha- Happy Corbin, which is a good match. And then when the Miz and Logan Paul, that's like when it seemed like everything just took off right there because the unexpected, you know, performance of Logan Paul. And then that got, you know, the crowd was bought into it. Then you had Bianca versus Becky, which was an awesome match that had the crowd interacting and and fully, uh, fully into that match and and, and uh, interacting. And uh, and then you had, of course, the Cody Rhodes return, which just blew the roof off the place and, you know, got the crowd even more amped up. And then, uh, you know, you had to follow it up with Charlotte and Ronda, you know, tough spot for them to be in because then, you know, what happened after that? One of the best you I, I can't even think of a way to even describe like going into this, the expectation, you know, you had the expectation of Stone Cold. And 
what it sounded like, and I don't know how true this is, but it sounded like Stone Cold kind of waited a few days before to feel whether he was going to be ready to do an actual official match. So, like, you know, of course, all of it, like, at least the way I was thinking, it was like, you're going to bring Stone Cold back for his last match ever. Why wasn't this build up since last year? I thought it would have been cool if they would have had, like, some segments where, like, maybe Stone Cold was, you know, promoting his next Broken Skull session. And he would, you know, he could film it from his ranch or whatever. And then you have Kevin Owens show up and attack him. Or maybe Kevin Owens was the guest on the show and Kevin Owens beats him up. And, you know, then, you know, down talks the state, the great state of Texas. Um, Definitely better state than California. Uh, But, you know, I I just, I I, like, you know, when you thought of it, when we thought about it and when we knew that this was going to take place, that's kind of like my thinking was. Like, man, like, why couldn't it have been a proper match? Why couldn't it have, you know, they gave it a year buildup? You could have had, like, some angle film the last year. Uh, you know, even if it was, you know, during SummerSlam or whatever, um, you could have had something like that that happened where Kevin Owens attacked Stone Cold at his ranch. You know, something, they could have made it work that way. But you know what? When it all was said and done, when it all came down to it, I it, it was perfect. Uh, Kevin Owens running down the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, better than California, running it down. Talking trash, going on, Stone Cold music hits, and man, what like I like I I just yeah. Let me uh let me get there for you guys. There's Dave laughing. Let's let's let me let me let's get to the the part that we're all waiting for here. So Kevin Owens was down already. You know, he was running down the state of Texas. And then he said, oh, you know, I could say I have a whole lot more to say about this guy. And then, boom. Let's hear that glass. Of course, pop of the night. Even bigger than the Cody Rhodes. Of course. But what happened next? That's the thing. What happened next? He goes down to the ring. You talk for a few minutes. Kevin Owens says, you know, uh, uh, stole Steve, uh, you know, I tricked you. Uh, I wanted to have a talk, and but, you know, I hurt my back. But I came out here looking for a fight. And then the buildup, the anticipation, Stone Cold's facial expressions, looking back at the crowd, looking around. Asking the fans if you want to see me whip the ass of this sack of shit and have my last match in Dallas, Texas. Give me a hell yeah. That crowd went crazy. Man, it was so surreal, though. When the ref got in there, asking Stone Cold if he's ready, asking Kevin Owens if he's ready, that bell rang. That crowd went crazy because they could not believe that they were seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin after 19 years of being away from in-ring competition, having an official match. And my God. The way this was done, now now looking back at it, now we can all say, okay, this was the better route. Because if if they would have done a buildup since last year and they were announcing that he was actually going to, you know, full on be back for the, you know, an in-ring return for one night only, it, you know, coming out with just the vest, his trunks and everything. You had all that in there. There to be The anticipation would have been so high. The expectation would have been so high. So I think this was done perfectly. Stone Cold 
you know, like I said, if the rumors are true, that he may have decided a few days before, like, yeah, let's do this gig. We're going to do an official match. Works out perfectly because it was a street brawl. It was basically a brawl. You know, they went all over the ring. Perfect to to announce it as a no-hold-barred match. Man, Stone Cold took suplex bump on the concrete in the fans. I And it wasn't like one of those ones where you always see, like, when they do a spot like that and their feet hit the ground first. No, he hit... He, he was kind of like curved and he let his back hit the fucking concrete. And then he was suplexing Kevin Owens on the ramp. I'm like, Jesus, man, this guy is just going like he like he never left. Now, granted, you know, it, it, it was a safe match for how for how brutal it seemed, actually, for being a street brawl nose hole bar match. Um, it, it was still relatively safe. Kevin Owens is a pro, and that is why they went with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens can bump for Steve. Kevin Owens can get a good match in this manner from Steve. What a great match. What a great night of WrestleMania, the most stupendous event in WrestleMania history. This was great. This was awesome. This was a really good show. Night one was in the is in the books officially now. Stone Cold wins, beats Kevin Owens, Stunner 1 2 3, you know, he celebrates in the ring. Uh, rightfully so. He he pounded about 10,000 beers, like like ridiculous amount. Um obviously, you know, most of it was on his shirt, but Byron Saxon comes in with a stupid, goofy smile. You've loved it. Stone Cold stuns him, sends the crowd home happy. What a way to end night one of WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous event in WrestleMania history. Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. I give that an A, just a solid A, because, you know, for what it was, it was good. It was a third, it was a 14-minute match, a 14-minute match. Stone Cold Steve Austin came back, had his last match in Dallas. He had his first match in Dallas, and then he had his last for 14 minutes, me and Kevin Owens went around that arena, and we tore the house down, too, without having an actual technical match. And it was fucking great. It was great. So it gets an A. It gets an A. And night one gets an A. Night one of WrestleMania 38, WrestleMania Saturday, the most stupendous, stupendous event in WrestleMania history, gets an A. It gets an A. And it was good. It was really good. So, coming up next, everybody. Night two. Night two. I already did the, uh, the the introductions and all that stuff. So, you know, as far as um, uh, who was uh, commentating, in-ring personnel, uh, backstage interview personnel, let's get on to night two, WrestleMania Sunday, the most stupendous event in WrestleMania history. I'm going to keep saying that over and over because I love it. I love it. So... Night two opens up. You know, I I didn't mention who who did the uh, the 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 national anthem on both nights. Um, I don't really know the artists that that performed it, uh, but you know, it was done. It was done. Um, yeah, I I in 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 my notes here, I, I'm looking at right now. I don't even see, I don't see a mention. Or sorry, I don't even think they did. Uh, they did uh, America the Beautiful. And okay, that's right. It was the country. Uh, the first night was the country. Uh, Brantley Gilbert uh, and Jesse James Decker. They did America the Beautiful, and then uh, the, uh, Sunday night was DJ Valentino Khan. I guess it's Nick Khan's brother. Just kidding. I don't think it is. But um, or Tony Khan's, whatever. Um, but let's. But but uh, Brantley Gilbert apparently did it. You know, or he also because I don't remember seeing the Sunday night um, uh, national anthem. I remember seeing the Saturday night. I don't remember seeing the Sunday, but apparently, according to these notes right here, uh, he actually performed it both nights. So there you go. So I didn't get to mention that earlier. 
was a, what a waste of time. Just mentioned that because, you know, like I said, didn't even remember that happened Saturday, Sunday night. But we opened up with a great tag team match. It was given 11 minutes and 30 seconds. This is for WrestleMania night two for WrestleMania Sunday. RK Bro defeated the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Good match. Really good match. Hot opener. Perfect for the opening uh, match for the card for the night. RK Bro win. Uh, uh, Riddle hits an awesome RKO on uh, Montez Ford. What a, you know, that was a, that was a nice looking RKO out of nowhere uh, to be that, to be exact. And um, yeah, I don't have any footage of that. I'm just trying to see if I have that footage. I don't, which is fine. I'm probably going to have to, I'm going to be more limited on the footage here because I'm already running long on this, uh, this review here. We're already 41 minutes. Well, I guess it's not that long compared to a lot of other episodes we do. But you know, the, night two, night two was really good too. Well, we'll just we'll just differentiate right now. Night one, night one was definitely uh, outside of the main event. You know, for being more of a spectacle than anything. Night one was professional wrestling. Night one was in ring excellence, like the, the in ring work. It, you could tell that was like here you go, pro wrestling fans, and then Sunday here you go, sports entertainment fans. Which, considering that um, that. M- the celebrity in, well, I don't know. It's hard to say, really. I was going to say because you had Logan Paul, but then you also had Pat McAfee on Sunday night. So you had two celebrities on, you know, each night. You had a celebrity on each night. And then, you know, of course, the main event of, of Saturday night, you know, that, that speaks for itself right there. But I just felt like the ring work, the in-ring work was better on Saturday. Like, almost every match was good. Like, really good. I, I think the lowest grade I gave was a B to uh, the Usos versus Shinsuke and Rick Boogs or a B minus. I don't remember, guys. It's been a long review already. But what I'm trying to say is night one was really good in-ring work. Night two was more about the spectacle of WrestleMania, I feel. Um, It wasn't really... I mean, you know, there was good matches. Of course, there was really good matches. Um, We're going to get into it here. Um, But there was a lot more entertainment. And I'm sorry, there was was actually two two, uh, uh, celebrities on night two. But let's just get into it. Um, After the RK Bro... Versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. You had uh, the Street Profits wanting to celebrate with RK Bro, and then they they signal for uh, Gable Stevenson, uh, Olympic wrestler, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, you know they're trying to dub him as the next Kurt Angle slash Brock Lesnar. Fine. Um, he's been training with Brock Lesnar. He's got the uh, the athleticism. He's got the uh, wrestling prowess. So I I don't see why he can't succeed. The only part would be is the charisma, the you know the character. What, what what he's going to do and how he's going to perform it you know as far as promos go but as far as in ring goes he he should be really good and he comes out there and they're going to have a toast and then Chad Cable get gets them all in the ring he knocks his drink out of his hand and you know does his whole like you know when you talk to me you shit and then Gable Stevenson just picks him up like a little baby and overhead belly to suplex you know it it, it you can compare it to Kurt Angle over the head belly suplex because it was a really good overhead belly suplex. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with Gable Stevenson. I hope they treat him right. I hope they. I hope they do a slow burn. I hope they let him. You know, get, let him have these matches. Let him go on Raw or I think yeah, he's going to be on Raw. Let him have the matches every week. Give him prelims. Let him do it. Get him someone that's lower on the card. Let him just work a small program. Get get him. Uh, you know, in WWE. WWE shape, which he's in shape, but you know what I mean. Like WWE style of professional wrestling. Let him 
Let him have a slow burn. Let him get the experience. Let him get the ring work. Let him get the ring time. And I'm sure Gable Stevenson will be, you know, 10 years from now, we might be talking about, oh, man, he he lived up to that Kurt Angle expectation. So you never know. Next. Oh, and I give that one a B, by the way, just a B. Next, what can you say? Um, I give it a I give it a C plus just because I mean, look, Bobby Lashley is great, great wrestler, great professional wrestler. I love Bobby Lashley. Been a fan of him since he came to WWF uh, back in the day, which was around two thousand seven, two thousand eight, um, or sorry, maybe even two thousand six. But either way, Bobby Lashley always been a great fan, of, big fan of him. I did enjoy his work in Impact Wrestling. Um, but you know what? What were you going to get from this match? I, to be fair, they kind of worked. They worked it pretty good. Um, they were given six minutes and thirty-five seconds, so that's a good time. It won't overstay its welcome. Uh, Omos can get his spots in the bit to you know to showcase that he is a monster. I think they kind of know that he needs a little more work, a lot more work, um, which is why they you know what happened the next night on Raw with MVP betraying Bobby Lashley to join Omos. Um, but Bobby Lashley gets the pinfall in this one. You know, like I said, it it, it served its purpose, but I'm going to have to give it a C plus. Um, the only reason he even gets that high of a grade is because Bobby Lashley. You know, what, what else can you say about him? There's nothing much you can say about it. You know, good good for Bobby Lashley to come back and get a, a you know, WrestleMania uh, victory. So I enjoyed that. I'm glad he did. And, you know, we'll just go from there. We'll see how that uh, unfolds in the next few weeks here. The next match, though, my God, this match already with the two involved, and the stipulation on the match, anything goes. You already knew there was going to be some crazy shit. Some crazy shit. You knew that there were going to be bumps. There were going to be spots that you were like, holy shit. We're talking about Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. And God damn it. This was, this, was, this was better than I even anticipated. I knew it was going to be good because I figured because of all, you know, the cast of Jackass, of everything they've done to themselves in all the jackass shows and movies, you know, all the crazy stunts they've done and the punishment and pain that they've taken. I'm like, Oh, this is like, this is giant Knoxville's fucking, uh, you know, this is his forte right here. An anything goes match. Anything goes match. This is going to be, this is going to be awesome. Johnny Knoxville's probably gonna get the shit beat out of him. He's probably gonna take all these crazy bumps and all these spots, man, both of them beat the shit out of each other, but you could tell Sammy was just like, Oh, you want to come into you know, the pro wrestling world, huh? I'm going to show you how it's done. So I'm going to show you how it's done, Johnny, and this is how it's going to be done. And then, like, he fucking boot the face him so good, so hard. The fucking hand spot with Sammy's aid, like, that shit cracked me up. Like, we, like, everyone here, we were just laughing our asses off. We were enjoying the match. The whole match was awesome. Uh, there was all these crazy spots. The pyro when uh, uh, Sammy Zane was on the on the turnbuckle going to jump on Knoxville. That was a <laughs> clever spot. Uh, when Wee Man came in there and did the body slam. Better than Hogan and Andre, by the way. Uh, when when he did that, he got a huge pop for that. And then he took a fucking... Like, the, the cast slowly came in. Like, Chris Pontius came in. Um, Wee Man. There were a few others that I didn't really recognize. Um, but other than that, like, all all of them were getting their shots in on, on Sammy. And Sammy just decimated them. That boot to face to Wee Man was fucking great. And then the stupid mousetrap. So I saw people saying, no, oh, that mousetrap. Those mousetraps weren't set. Um, Yeah, no, some of them, were, like, I think all of them were. And they just happened to, some of them were just getting set off as the movements of bringing out the table. Because you, I saw, like, one pop. Like, like it, it, like it, it, it shot up in the air because it, like, set itself. You know, it 
you know, the trap went off. And then it looked like, and I and I remember seeing it like a few times after the table spot, Sami Zayn had one stuck on his leg. So people were like, oh, it just it wasn't the mouse traps weren't set. Like, yeah, it looked like they actually were set. It looked like they were set. Um, the the ending with the uh, the giant mouse trap to pin Sami Zayn was clever. I I thought this whole match was awesome. <laughs> this match actually is going to get an A for me because it was enjoyable. It served its purpose. It did what it was supposed to do. It was an anything goes match. It was like what you expected and then some. Awesome match. Go back and watch this. It was a fun match to watch. It was like watching a. a they might as well call it Jackass Rules. You know, that's that's what they should have just called it because it it was that it was anything that you would expect to, to see in a Jackass movie or show. You got that in this match. The next match here. I'm taking a drink of my caffeine. Next match. Naomi, Sasha versus Carmella, Queen Zelina versus Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Natalia, Shayna Baszler. Fatal 4 for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. This match actually, you know what? I thought it was going to be like yeah, a throwaway. You know, this is like the, hate to say it, the bathroom break match. Um, and not because you know, people are going to be like, oh, why? Because they're women? No. Idiots. It's because they haven't really, I mean, you know, other than the fact that now the belts are on Sasha and Naomi, did, did anyone really care about the women's tag team championships? Not really. I mean, you know, Carmella and, and, and Zelina, they, they're great. Uh, you know, they, they perform really well. Uh, for, you know, for what they, you know, for the jobs that they're given and the characters that they're portraying, they do excellent. They do excellent work. Um, but they, you know, WWE, and this is the WWE's fault as to why you would probably think, oh, this is a bathroom break match. Because when you look at all the names on paper, you're like, oh, that's a lot of talent right there. That's very, that, this right here, in this match alone, you have a better women's division right here than in any other American professional wrestling organization just saying that like, like the whole women's division in wwe and nxt is better than any other women's division in the world i know people like to think because oh because you know you have Britt baker on AEW and thunder rosa they think that's the best women's division in the world and it's not none of those two like as good as they are they don't hold the candle to the charlottes the sasha's the baileys the you know the becky's uh, to the Natalias and the Shayna Baszlers. Like, all these women involved in this match are good. It was actually a really good match. I thought, it, you know, I enjoyed it. I, You know, I'll give it a B. But um, because, like, other, other than it being really good in-ring work, you know, you like, there's really no care. There, There's no... They don't give the time that they should for the titles. And that's not just with the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. That's also with the Intercontinental and the U.S. title. You just don't care about any of those. You, you just don't. So it's unfortunate. But I give the match a B because it was good. Um, I am, you know, they freshened up by having Naomi, Naomi and Sasha win. You know, interested to see where it goes, where it goes from there. Sorry, God, the carbonation of the uh, the rock stars got me. I'm get some of that high quality Ace Two O. Um, but yeah, I give it a B because it was good action. You know, the ring work was good, so it was enjoyable. I actually enjoyed the match. The next match was really good. Edge versus AJ Styles. This did so many things um, as far as, you know, progressing in the storyline. Um, Edge defeats AJ Styles by pinfall because Damian Priest comes out and distracts AJ. Um, so it was already rumored before this match even took place that there was a rumor that Edge was going to start a faction. 
And Damian Priest was one of those names. So that's, you know, one of the very few things, once again, that the dirt sheets got right. Um, Damian Priest is now aligned with Edge. They're starting this new group. Um, Edge versus AJ Styles was a really good match. Um, they were given the 24 minutes, which, you know, anytime you give Edge and AJ Styles that length of a match, you know, what? how can you go wrong? And it was awesome to see because you know how sometimes, like, th- this was a match... This was a match that, you know, uh, a lot of people have been wanting, Edge versus AJ Styles. Rightfully so. I mean, look, look at the two names already. You, you Say no more. Edge versus AJ Styles, sign me up for that. I want to watch that, and I want to watch it all day. Because this could have actually been one of those oil and water situations where the match wasn't good. It's This is not going to be, like, talked about forever. I mean, it's going to be a talked about match for a while because it was a really good match. But, you know, sometimes when these things happen with the anticipation of it being somewhat of a dream match that we've never got to see before. Um, and, and, and it is a dream match in a sense, in that sense, because you have two great in-ring workers, two legends basically of, of the wrestling world. Um, and they never fought each other until tonight. So that was awesome that they got to actually collide. And, um, it, but like I said, they, with the anticipation and the expectation, um, following this, which, you know, go back and see the Stone Cold and Kevin Owens where like, you know, if it would have been a, a full on match where they built it up for a year and Stone Cold had a proper like intro, like this was a proper match, um, you know, maybe Stone Cold felt like he couldn't live up to that expectation. So they did it the right way. This match, same thing could have happened. Like, like that, this could have been an example of like, see, look at what happens. They have this long, nice buildup and, and it's a proper match and it didn't gel. But no, this match did gel really good and it was a really good match. Uh, AJ Styles came out. And rightfully so, people thought it was because of the pyro, because you've seen it with Goldberg before. Well, I think Goldberg's done it too because he headbutts himself on the door. But I, I could have sworn there was a few times where Goldberg comes out and the pyro kind of like hits him. So, you know, rightfully so, people thought it was that. Because I saw people like, oh, people stupidly think it was the pyro. It's like, well, you know, understandable. But apparently Edge, or uh, sorry, AJ Styles hit his face on the uh, set, the star. Because, you know, obviously the star has the edges. Apparently he hit himself um somewhere somewhere on there as he was coming out i'm looking at the stage right now i'm like wait a minute how, how did he do that actually but apparently he hit himself on the stage and i guess after that they had to keep telling people like hey you know watch out watch out don't you know don't hit your head on there um so you know that's what happened but that's why he had a little blood if you saw when if you go back and watch this match if you haven't watched it yet already um you saw a little bit of blood on the side of his face when he was coming out uh during his entrance and it was because he hit something he hit part of the stage on his way out um, but other than that, great match. Um, I'm really looking forward to see where this is going to go with the uh, uh, the stable that Edge is forming. Uh, I'm sure these two are going to have a rematch at WrestleMania Backlash. Thank you, please, please, because I'm sure these guys can get another good match out. I'm sure they can go for a couple more months, and I'm sure that's probably what they're going to do. That's probably going to you know revolve around this uh, new stable. And apparently the other names, which that's the thing I should have brought up in the last match was that obviously there's a rift between Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. So the two other names that are being rumored and, uh, you know, uh, this one, I, I could kind of believe these rumors because if, if Damian Priest was rumored to be part of Edge's group, um, and, and as you saw, he was, I, I think we could probably safe to say that these names that are also rumored, uh, to be a part of Edge's faction might come into fruition. One of the names is Rhea Ripley. And and just because of, of of how it was apparent rift, how she walked out of Liv Morgan, and then even on Raw the next night, where um, 
Rhea like so oh you know you know I'm over it blah 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 you know let's go get those tag team titles next week or whatever she said you could tell already they're they're working towards the split up right there so I I believe that she will be a, a part of that faction and uh the other rumored name is Tomas Champa so that that's cool actually I, I do like that fa- as I do like that on paper as a faction Edge Damian Priest Tomas Champa and uh, Rhea Ripley why not all these guys are all the you know Tomas uh, Champa. Damian Priest, Rhea, they're going to get the rub from Edge. And who better to have watching over you and giving you direction and guidance than Edge? Come on. That's that's perfect. Edge or Sage Styles, <coughs> A gets an A from me. Talk about bathroom breaks, though. The next match, and the only reason why I'm going to say it for this one <coughs> is because they didn't give it a lot of time. And unfortunately, so the way it was supposed to work was that this match <clears throat> was actually supposed to be on night one, and they got pulled for time constraints. Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus The New Day. Sheamus and Ridge Holland came out with Butch. <clears throat> they defeated The New Day. One minute, 40 seconds. What can, you know, I I, I give it a C minus. Um, I wish they would have given more time. I do like um, what they're doing with Butch. I know, I get it. They changed the name. But as Gun- Gunther formerly known as Walter, said, it doesn't matter if it was Walter to Gunther or if I started off as Gunther and then they changed it to Walter. Fans would not be happy. That's true. we got to give it time. I, I do hate it. Like, come on. It's like, look what worked in NXT. But I understand. I understand WWE's reasoning. It makes sense. For those of you who don't know, <clears throat> the reason why they do it is because they don't want you to get over with your name Build your name off of WWE, you know, basically using WWE to build up your name and then to leave after they spent all this time and money. So that's why they rebrand you. That's why they rename you for something that they can trademark. And that's the other reason, too, so they can trademark it. They can't trademark, you know, Pete Dunn. Um, they can't They can't say that that's their property, you know, because that's Pete Dunn. That's him. You know, so, so they have to come up with another name. And that's why they do this. And as long, you know, as I don't mind it, um, I, I prefer... When they have their two names, like Rich Holland, they didn't change his name. Um, <laughs> if if they're going by because while well, you don't you make it, make your name for yourself, if that shows you what they think of Rich Holland already, which you know he does fine for what he does, I, and, and I'm just kidding, I don't think they think anything bad about Rich Holland yet. I don't think they really have an opinion on Rich Holland yet. But I pre- I prefer I prefer pro wrestling when it's as close to an emulation of a sport as possible. So that means. I would prefer Ridge Holland, Pete Dunn over Butch and, you know, whatever nickname they come up with. But that's fine. It's it's understandable. They're they're making Pete Dunn, aka Butch. Uh they're 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 kind of he's kind of still like being that tough, you know, crazy uh bruiserweight, you know, type guy. They're 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 showcasing him kind of as a dangerous guy. So that's cool. At least they're doing that. Um, kind of like uh, like with a short fuse, like he wanted to keep attacking, like he kept uh, fish hooking and uh, grabbing at uh, Xavier, and they had a, like a Ridge Holland and Sheamus had to pull him off, pull him off of him. So I do like that. The he's the unpredictable like buzzsaw of the group. So keep him like that. Don't get stupid with him. That's fine. You want to call him Butch? Treat him. Just treat him right, and er- and it'll be fine. But it gets a C minus for the minute forty seconds uh, timestamp. Uh, n- nothing else you can say about it. Now the next match. Pat McAfee defeats Austin Theory in nine minutes and 40 seconds by pinfall 
this was a good match. It served its purpose. It did what it needed to do. Uh, you know, you got Austin Theory uh, went in there. He already has the heat because he's Vince's guy, Vince's handpicked opponent for Pat McAfee. These two do good. Pat McAfee, you know, he's shown us before that he has what it takes to get it done in the wrestling ring. And he's actually really good. He just like with Logan Paul, just like with Bad Bunny, Pat McAfee is another you know guy that transitioned from pro wrestling from another you know sport or, or entertainment form of entertainment out there, um, and he transitioned very well. Like he does, he does a great job every time he's in the ring. And I enjoy this match. I you know I give it a um, <clears throat> I give the match itself because it, you know it wasn't anything too crazy, so I give it a B plus. You know, and that's not knocking it or anything. Um, it just, you know, it, it it was an eight minute match, nine minute match, whatever. Um, you know, nothing too crazy, nothing too spectacular. Um, but it was good. The crowd was invested into it, uh, with Vince McMahon outside as well. You know, that just adds to it. And uh here I actually have a video uh courtesy of Craigers, and this is Pat McAfee attempting the Swanton. Here we go. Boom. And he misses it. He missed it. But other than that, good match. Uh Pat McAfee. I you know, I hope he does I hope he has more matches down the line. Um Austin Theory definitely, definitely has what it takes to be a big star in WWE. Um, you know, he's been promoted already in the past. Uh, you know, as far as uh getting the rub with Vince being on TV with him. John Cena has spoken highly of him. Um everyone everyone has high hopes and expectations for Austin Theory and I think he's going to land it and nail it out the park or you know, smash it out the park. I think he's going to I think he's going to do very well in WWE and and as long as uh you know they don't get stupid with him um they you know there's talk that they view him as the next John Cena. So, well, well you know, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Uh, I hate when you put expectations, those types of expectations when you're like, oh, he's going to be the next Stone Cold, the next Rock, the next... No, he's just going to be the Austin Theory. He's going to be the first Austin Theory. Let him be the first Austin Theory. You know, that's how it should be. But what happens after this is where the people... Like, like see, God, they just kept giving and giving. Some things that you don't even think of or expect or, you know, never maybe didn't want or care for to begin with. You got it. McMahon... I loved how they did this, how he was teasing at first, like like he was going to do something, then he didn't. And then he was going to take off the jacket, and then he didn't. And then he threw off the jacket, and the crowd went crazy, and then he took the tie off, and then he took off the freaking, uh, his button up, and came in in his, his trademark tank top. Awesome. Loved it. Uh, Vince beats Pat McAfee with help from Austin Theory. He grabs a Dallas Cowboy uh, football, punts it into Pat McAfee's chest, and then he pins him. And then Austin Theory and Vince McMahon are celebrating. Q in Stone Cold Steve Austin once again comes out to a huge pop. He stuns Austin Theory. Uh, Austin Theory takes one of the best Stone Cold Stunners uh, bumps in the history of Stone Cold Stunning. Uh, great bump. Go back and check that out. And then <laughs> Vince, and then he proceeds to give Vince the worst stunner in the history of stunning. Um, that was, you know, it, it was kind of Vince. Vince fell when he got kicked in the stomach when they were uh, cheers in the beer. Uh, Stone Cold goes to kick him. Vince like loses his balance and falls. And then <laughs> you could see Stone Cold when he's trying to pick him up. He's like laughing. And then he stuns him. The most horrible stunner ever. And Vince is uh, Stone Cold's laughing. You know, gets the crowd pumped up because next is the main event. And unfortunately, I don't have any footage of this. Um, 
I, I I don't have no footage of this, but you already know what happens. This is a great match. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Pat McAfee, Austin Theory, uh, B plus, and then McMahon versus Pat McAfee. You know, I'll give it a B because it was it was three minutes forty five seconds. I, I you know I know it wasn't a long match, it, but for the segment itself, just just for everything that happened, and, and then the aftermath of that segment, I'll give that a B as well, or I'll give that as B. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory B plus. Um, but the next match, the main event of the evening. Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion versus Roman Reigns, the universal champion. Winner takes all for the WWE championship and universal championship. The winner will be crowned the undisputed universal heavyweight champion. This match was really good. Um, You know, they've had so many matches already at WrestleMania. This was another good match. They've always had good matches. Like, and I don't know what people are talking about. Like, man, again, again. Well, yeah, look, look, look who's on top. Look who moves the needle. That's why they're on top. That's why they're having another main event. Awesome main event. Um, you know, typical, typical Brock and Roman, hard hitting, smash mouth uh style of a match. Um, you know, uh, uh the typical, like one of them standing outside, gets speared through the barricade. Uh, the, you know, the false finishes, uh, the spears, the F5s. It, it was a good match. It was a really good match. And I give this one a B plus, um, you know, because we see we have seen it a lot. Um, nothing too, too different. Um, you, you the, the the one thing that was in the back of the mind is like, what is Paul Heyman going to do something fishy here? Uh, but no, and, and 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 Roman beats him clean. Uh, you know, what you, what you can consider clean. He beats him. He stands tall. Um, Roman, everyone thought he was injured. It seems like maybe Roman was just selling, um, where he could barely lift his ar- left arm up in the air, uh, when holding both belts up, but Roman wins. He caps off the, uh, the night, the two nights of WrestleMania, him and Brock cap it off, you know, way to send the crowd home, uh, with, you know, two, two nights of WrestleMania, the most stupendous event in WrestleMania history, two great nights of professional wrestling action pay-per-view this was awesome this whole card the whole two nights were great um the first night i liked a lot better because the in-ring work but night two had just as much to love about it um from a like entertaining aspect or perspective of it great night of wrestling great uh just just the whole event like i said everything it felt like wrestlemania it felt like a wrestlemania event um, <clears throat> everything from WrestleMania SmackDown all the way to the Raw Aftermania. Raw Aftermania was kind of lackluster, and I think that's WWE's fault and the fans' fault too, because now everyone expects a big debut or a return every every time, and WWE kind of fed that that craving for the last, you know, I don't know. I, I think the the one of the very first times you can actually say, "Oh, that's this is a Raw Aftermania," was when uh, Stone Cold beat Shawn Michaels and and X Pac returned to DX the next night on Raw after being on WCW Nitro and with the NWO. Um, <clears throat> so since then, so since 1998, they've kind of been uh, doing all these great Raw after manias. Um, I don't think anything was really remembered, though. Like, I, I don't think you really remember too many of the Raw after manias until, like, the 2013 or 12. I think it was 2012 when Dolph Ziggler won that belt when he cashed in the money in the bank. Like, that night was insane, and I think that's since then is where they consistently had like crazy big raw after manias this time they didn't you know you had braun breaker came uh cody rhodes cut a promo um didn't have anything big that really happened though um but other than that the whole wrestlemania tonight event thing and the hall of fame too by the way which the undertaker did you know get inducted into the hall of fame 
Um, I think I will end the night or end this review uh, with that footage. But great night of rest, you know, great weekend of WrestleMania. The, just the whole event, everything was great. Loved it. I give the show the the you know we're combining the reviews here. WrestleMania as a whole, A plus, fucking great show. Enjoyed every single bit of it. You you can't complain. I am already seeing the comments of people complaining. Man, other than this match or that match, WrestleMania night one sucked. Russell, like shut up, dude. Like oh my god, I'm tired of it. Ah, you guys suck. Not 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 you guys listening to this. I know a lot of people that listen to our podcast. You know they're they're fans of the of the old school wrestling. So, um, but they but they also can enjoy current product when the current product is worth watching and this wrestlemania was definitely worth watching um i also want to play this little uh this little video here for you guys this is a little surprise right here <laughs> this was at wwe access there it is that's joe of our wrestling podcast you suck you suck you suck you suck. You suck. You suck. <laughs> That's cool, all the crowd participation in this. I love it. Good job, Joe. Good job, buddy. That was excellent. Um but yeah, the whole the whole two nights of WrestleMania A plus. Go back and watch it if you haven't. Um and that's gonna do it for our wrestling podcast with uh, just me. Just cuz. That's it. Thank God none of them are here. They're lucky bastards for being able to attend WrestleMania. Um, probably one of the best WrestleManias you in a long time. As far as, uh, you know, no, I, I can't say that because a lot of the WrestleManias, you know, um, have been good over the last, you know, five, six years. They have been good. But I think this is one of the first ones in a while where you can say, like, from start Saturday start time to the end of Sunday, where you can say, like, man, Maybe one or two matches didn't really do it for me or segments didn't do it for me, but the majority of it, like 95% of the freaking whole you know weekend was excellent. Go back and watch this WrestleMania if you haven't. It was a really good WrestleMania. I think this WrestleMania, for me, it's going to be in my top five now. Like this, and I think for a lot of people it will be because j- just from top to bottom, great, excellent show. Everyone enjoyed it. Everyone that was here that was at my house that, uh, that watched it enjoyed it. Not a single complaint from anyone. Great show. Great action stupendous Wrestlemania and now I'm going to let it fade into the sunset with the Hall of Fame of the career, the greatest career probably one of the greatest careers in all of professional wrestling as that career now sails off into the sunset this is Cuz with OWP, going to end it with The Undertaker coming out for the Hall of Fame at Wrestlemania, take it away Kidding, I'm here still, guys. I'm not gonna. This is a long, uh, long video. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna play all of it. This is how it's gonna be, though. Till next time, guys. Rest.